the official ass-eating pod of the NBA, uh, the Point Forward podcast. As always, I'm joined in person by my co-host, PJ Upton, and our special guest, Dylan Webster. What's up, guys? What up? Pleasure is the most important part of any relationship. What I was going to say is, if I get my ass eaten and look like Dwayne Wade, I'll do it every day. <laughs> well, I think that... If LeBron knew that if that's all you had to do to make your uh, hair continue to grow out through your mid-30s, then he'd probably <laughs> be doing that too. But uh, We are fresh off of the Cavs' win in their second game of the season against the Milwaukee Bucks. We were uh, lucky enough to be able to go to that game tonight. And, um, you know, we're fresh into the NBA season, but we... Definitely have some observations that we'd like to hit on over the first couple games. We're so, like I said, we're recording this on a Friday night here, but live from Milltown, live from Milwaukee, the great city of Milwaukee. That's right. Uh, spirits are not so high. Spirits are high on Giannis, not so high on Aaron. There's all yeah. spirits. All spirits are high. I'm looking and seeing lots of spirits in front of me. But. Uh, <laughs> um, we, uh, you know, like, let's just dive right into the game tonight. So, um, just you know, dive into that ass. This is <laughs> this has been a really weird start to the NBA season. And what I want your to get your guys' take on is a ass. Yeah, I'm asking for or ask. Yeah, this is I'm throwing this question out to two huge Giannis fans, but Giannis. Giannis has put 30 plus after uh, 30 plus in both games this season after putting up roughly 23, 24 points a game last year. And yeah, is this a, is this something that's sustainable throughout the entire season? Despite the fact that you know there was a little bit of hype going into the season, they'd be able to hit trays on a consistent basis, but he hasn't He's done it. Done. He has not done up to this point. So, despite that fact. His skills in the post have kind of made up for that, and right. he's still been able to put up, you know, thirty mid thirties a game. So, is this something that's right. sustainable? Is this something with the Gordon Hayward injury, which I think we're going to hit on a little bit later, that yeah. the Bucks are going to be able to make a run just um, based on Giannis's scoring? Because uh, at least until Jabari is back, this team doesn't seem like there's they're going to be able to sustain that. That yeah. scoring what, clip. What do you have tonight? 36, 37? You had 34? Yeah, 34. You had 37. 37. You had 37 versus the Celtics. Not too shabby. Yeah, I just feel like there's nobody else on his team that can actually produce on a consistent basis. So, I mean, he's just going to have so much more touches. and well, like, like we saw tonight. Like Chris, Middles, could, Chris Middleton's been bad. He's been eating ass. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, who, like if you're not getting Chris Middle, Chris Middleton, well, someone needs, to, someone needs to tell Chris Middleton he's the, that Malcolm Brogdon's becoming the second best player on a team that he was supposed to be a premier option on. So, well, we saw it tonight, like Brogdon didn't even bring up the ball, like Giannis, Giannis, no, but so uh, so tonight, so Giannis finished with 34, eight and eight, and three steals and a block. That's about all you can ask for him, and he had 37. 13 and uh, 3. So that was, and you know, full disclosure, like we had a little bit of a debate going into the season about what is a realistic win projection for the Bucks 
and they were set at 48.5 by Vegas. 47 and a half. 47.5 by Vegas. And I and, thought they're going to be a 50 win team. And I thought they'd be a 45 win team. And my argument is that all right, is this team is this team be able to, going to be able to get enough scoring to win games? And Giannis is going to get his 30. Yeah. Yeah. But where else are they get the going to get well, the points? That's right. the tough part. So tonight they got Tony Snell that chipped in with a couple threes. Like if you're getting like, but they got 97, twelve, like they, fifteen they points out. by him. Yeah. You get twelve, you know, fifteen points by Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that Fawn McCurr is the guy that you're really looking towards taking a next step towards that Jabari role. Uh, Greg Monroe tearing up second units, but even with all those things, like unless Fawn McCurr and uh, Unless you can get twenty points out of Chris Middleton, which they have not gotten, yo, yeah, I mean, well, you're not going to get it. You're not going to no, get. You you're mean, not going to hit that forty-seven and a half. You're not going to hit. You're not going to win no, fifty games. Not, not if Chris Middleton is trash, which he's been the first two games, which is at least offensively. I thought I thought he played pretty good defense tonight. He did, yeah, but I mean, he was he wasn't really. Uh, I don't maybe. I mean, he was he was in for a while. I mean, he played thirty five minutes. I mean, and he was really not making as much of an impact as he needs to. Like he, like I said, like he needs to be the second best player on the team. Like Malcolm Brogdon and Giannis, the only people that make plays. He is just basic. I mean, like I can get I can get the same thing I'm getting out of Chris Middleton right now from Delhi yeah. or. Like yeah, you know some dude. You know he's just he's not he's being paid and he's like out of status. They need him to be the second or third option on that team. Like and Dylan, he, watching him tonight, did you think like, if you were no preconceived ideas of this team going to the game tonight, like would you think that he was the number two option on this team? No, not at all. No, there's no show. No. Yeah, there's no show. He missed. I mean, like yeah, he. He shot bad. Like I just, he wasn't a factor on either. Like, and I thought Tony Snell was more of a factor in a presence on the court than him, or just as much, that's, right? That's where they fall into that trap with Jabari, and if they gotta pay him or not, and how healthy he's gonna be. They got. I mean, they will. They're they're, they're going to. But it's just. Well, that's an entirely different thing that I don't think we hit on the last podcast. PJ was. Uh, I brought up. When the is fact, he supposed to be back? By the I way. brought up February. the fact that. Uh, Jabari did not get extended. Yeah, but we talked about it a little the bit. The restricted free agent markets. I mean, as we've seen the last few years, and just looking at the teams that are going to have some cap room in this next off season, right? Uh, there's not a ton of leverage Jabari's going to have. So, I mean, um, he's gonna he's gonna get he's gonna get paid. Like he'll be fine. Like I think so too. I just don't think you know. He's he's gonna, the report money? was that he was going to get the max. Which is what he was asking yeah. for, and if the Bucks were willing to give that, they would have just done it. But well, I don't think you can't. I don't think. I mean, the Bulls didn't max out Levine. Bucks aren't going to max out. I don't think any Jabari. Gonna, I don't think anybody's maxing out anybody coming off an ACL injury. Yeah, exactly. So well, I mean, like they're gonna they'll they'll see him come back in February, see how he plays. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he still gets a max, but it's going to be. Mm. I don't think it's going to be a max, but I think the Levine Jabari. I mean, if he comes back in his fire, super similar. I think you're going to see those both those guys signing around twenty million dollars a year. Wait, just remind me of this. So this is technically 
Parker's fourth year. Right now. Right now. Right. And he's missed almost two full seasons. Almost. He's missed 18 months of play, basically, yeah. Which, yeah, hey, it's tough. less than Joel Embiid, and he just got maxed. So that's a that's a completely different thing. But, I mean, also the fact that he tore, he tore his ACL in both knees now. I mean, no, it's like, but that's why you don't you don't commit to, like, you see him play, you see him come back, see what he can do. I mean, I still think he's, like, he's never been a guy that's, like, plays above the rim. So from that perspective, I think he's set up nicely to, like, not be impacted by this and, like, the Jabari Parker game is not going to be changed because his knees, but it's more like on the Joel side, whatever. It's like, can he, can the guy play a full NBA season and like make it? Because right. if he's going to be yeah. hurt every eighteen months here, yeah, bringing him out, it's like not worth it. So I don't want to get too down, down uh, the the Bucks path here because I I know that the Bucks. I think, stop we, I think here. we all agree that they are going to have a tough time. Can I scoring. say one more thing? Yeah. Speak your piece. On on the other hand, how dope was it to see Giannis just straight up bully ball? So so that was that was giving me my next point. I don't want to get too far down the the negative path of of the Bucks because they're pretty dope. I think think something that we do need to talk about is what Giannis is able to do. I mean he's just incredible. And he can't shoot threes. But does he need to? Mm. Yes, he, I think it would. I think it would open up his game. Right. He doesn't. Yeah. He needs to as much as LeBron needs to. Like LeBron's not that like high clip shooter from range. No he question. He can knock him down. But you saw LeBron take two, th- two three point. Like he hit two threes in the fourth tonight that essentially sealed the game. Right. And we had that big block on Giannis. He right. hit a three on the other end. Right. And then two possessions later, he hits another three. And uh, if you're getting threes from Braun, yeah, it's over. Yeah, it's done. Yeah, but that's like that's essentially what Giannis is. If he adds that, so can you get that from Giannis? And that would be helpful. But well, the other thing that Giannis has going for him, and PJ, I know that you're gonna have plenty to say here in a second, so I'll (laughs) let you run with it. But uh, Giannis can do some things in the post that LeBron can't because he's just so long. So he can be on the other. He can do some things where he's like on the other op. He's can be on the opposite block, and he can reach over the other side of the box it's and freaking slam Euro it in or dunk it or whatever. Yeah. And you saw some of this stuff against Boston in particular. You didn't see a ton tonight because the Cavs were clearly swarming on him if he got if he was posting. And up he was still scoring. And like yeah, he still got buckets. So um, helpful to shoot three, sure. But yeah, he needs outside game. I mean, like that's the last dimension is the tackle is being with I mean he shot 30% last year I mean if he shoots if you can get him 35-40% it's it's done everyone like, oh yeah definitely or, 40% but if he can just get the 35% he's deadly I think he's yeah deadly. cause I mean like that you see it I mean you saw it tonight like everyone sags off him a little bit but she's like also not the best decision because he still gets by people he'll just like well, back I mean, he just he just he just like he'll catch the ball with his back turned to you, yeah. and then he's just like, I'll back you down. I'll like play off of you from three point line, yeah. and I'll do like two I or really three. We saw that in the first couple of possessions. He just backed down Drake Crow- like Jay Crowder. I'll just spin down. move your ass and like see you later. It's I mean like he's he's like f- fine in that perspective, but if he was able to, 
shoot. And he doesn't really actually need to, like, hit that well off, like, the dribble. He needs to be able to, like, do, like, just shoot well, like, from a standing three because, like, you... It's been pretty obvious last, like, the first two games for them, more than even last year, like, they're trying to find different ways to get him the ball. Because last year, at least the start, it was, we're just going to give him the ball, like, he'll be the point, and, like, we'll initiate the offense through him, and then we're going to kind of just, like, see what happens. But that's very easy to defend. If Giannis has the ball every time, it's like, all right, we're just going to, like, everyone look at him, like, he's going to try to, you know, whatever. Like, he's not at the, he can't. Well, Take it, that. You need like at least two or three dimensions to it, and it's like the only person that's really been able to hold, handle the ball for the Bucks is Brogdon. Right. Um, and like I said, if Chris Middleton is is who he's supposed to be, he has a dimension to that. But like Brogdon's the only other person you can trust like through two games. And I mean, this is all like relatively like simple. I mean, like we're we're reacting off two games of an NBA season, like. You have to give it, like, 20 games, I feel like, before you can even, like, hone in on a team's potential for a year. But um, on the same on the same plane, like, what Giannis has done through two games is uh, pretty yeah. insane. I he, mean, took, he's, he took a step up in scoring. No well, question. that's what I was going to yeah. say. I mean, he's putting, he's putting – I mean, he is, like, around the rim is – on like it's it's gotten to a point where like he like in the Boston game it happened happened tonight too when we were there it's like he literally would get closed out have like two three defenders on him he would pivot he was looking yeah. for a pass first and like yeah. no nothing like they sealed him off great took a step he took a he took a he yeah. took his little fader he does his little fade like he did like against New York last year like yep. his little step back fader um and he he's hitting them all like. Right. And there's also, like, nothing you can do to defend that. And, right. like, on defense, like, or what you were saying, Ultra, is, like, there's, like, the first two games, like, people are stopping him, like, on the baseline, like, under the basket. And he's just going around and still scoring. So, like, yeah. well, that's you can't stop. <laughs> it's just, like, I mean, yeah. that's just, like, physically... He's capable of, of making shots that people can Spencer can't. Hawes knows. <laughs> he gets enough of that in practice. Uh, well, aside from PJ, I'm probably the biggest LeBron or uh, Giannis and LeBron supporter. And but, LeBron supporter, yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think he stepped mm-hmm. up his around the rim finishing. But in addition to that, like it's just his low post, and like I can't remember if I told Ultra during the game or Justin during the game or PJ during the game. He's referred to as Ultra in the spot too. Oh, okay, you can use good. either one you want. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, they're pretty. But like, if he has one step or one dribble inside three point lane, and so inside three point line, like he can legitimately get to the rim with his length and like a step. step. Yeah, like one euro step. Like if he picks up and his dribble, defense. <laughs> If he picks up his dribble within the three-point line, it's like, oh, he's about to do a finger roll. But one thing that I think that we saw tonight that's, like, a really good sign for Giannis is that his vision and his passing has, like, opened up. Like, he hit Brogdon, even though he's got that little hitch in his fucking, his little jump shot. Like, yeah, he's, he's been hitting, he's been hitting him on, a, like, a pretty high Brogdon does have a really weird shot. But, but like he's not him down. Giannis has been like finding Tony Snell's weird shots. And he's finally <laughs> they all like, shots. Yeah. he's finally like getting like some weird spin on it, and he's like been 
tossing it out to people. No, he's seeing. Uh, he's see, I mean, he's seeing the court really yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, his, he's, his, he's, his vision he's, he's is focused. nowhere near where LeBron's is, but yeah, he has the exact same mentality of LeBron. He's, exactly, LeBron and that's what I'm saying. He's locked is, in. You know, if I beat my man and get into the lane. Either I'm, I'm not, at the rim, not looking to score here, threes. but if I have a guy on the perimeter open for a shot, I'm kicking it out. Yeah, I mean, exactly. he knows where his guys are at at all times. Which brings me to your original question. Is this sustainable? And then is Giannis can keep this up, and I think it is. I think he can. I think he can get this many looks and this many drives a game and this many like open opportunities to just do whatever he wants because he is the only option right now. Right, yeah. and like, so like let, let's let's flip it on the side of the Cavs then because we I mean we go ahead one more yeah heavy before we before we do that I just have to do my one small Giannis rant and it's like just. Something that like peeved me off a little bit, but like so Katie came out like I think the day we released the last episode. Yeah, basically right came out before, right before season started. Yeah. And he said like he thought Giannis future MVP, uh thinks he has a skill set and like could be the best of all time if he like works out or whatever. Okay. And like immediately after that, a ton of people were just like, Yeah, I mean he's like in a few years I could see him be the MVP. I don't know, best all time, I don't know. Plays one game against Boston, drops 37. And the next day it was like, hey, everyone, guess what? Yeah. Guess what? Giannis Don't is not need, Giannis is not a future MVP. You have to consider him as a candidate right now. Like Bill Simmons, like a ton of people did. And I was like, seriously? Like, the dude's improved well, like Brad, every year. Every Brad, year. Brad Stevens, who even Celtics head coach, came out and said that that was an MVP type performance. Right, but Brad Stevens was the one that was a day ago being like, "Oh, KD's just like saying, you know, yeah. it's like futures." Well, and like, but I, the spin on it was just like you saw one regular season game against the Celtics, who are like, they're not even at full strength, obviously, which look, we'll talk about. But like, you know, it's like it's just like one game off. So I'm like, you know what, folks, like. And, Maybe this Giannis guy is better. The guy that's improved every statistical category he's had in his career every season. Yeah. Maybe he's a little farther along than we thought. This guy, like Giannis, the floor for him is 26-6-6. It's LeBron season for him. That's a nice floor. And that's a nice floor. Put that in my house. And he's, (laughs) like, he, on any given night, is capable of putting numbers far Farther north than that, and he um, as north as Milwaukee. <laughs> he is gonna be a force in the league. The only thing that, um, like, I don't think it has gotten really fair shake with him is that, like, up to this point, like, there's a lot of hype on Giannis after a couple games against the Cavs and the Celtics. But like, let's see what the guy can do over the course of the season. Yeah, with the workload that is currently being asked of him. Well, right. I mean, that's. I mean, yeah. that's. I'm like. I'm not saying like, but like. Oh, the, and this isn't. Yeah, but you. But you flipping. You flipping it off of one game is ridiculous because yeah, you've it's, seen it's four dumb. years. And that's of what, what he's I'm done. saying. Yeah. Is like, I mean, this is like this is what you'd expect starting a season, coming into a season fresh against two Western or Eastern Conference opponents that are essentially rivals of the Bucks. You want guys in Giannis' position. To come up and try to put a big number. Well, and I told you this, Dylan. Like, too, if you look at the Bucks, we can we can move on to the Cavs and other stuff. But it's like them to their two first games be against the 
Cavs and Bucks. Yeah, like the well, two teams are gonna be competing against. Like, would not have surprised me tonight if the Bucks won. But um, through well, three I mean, quarters, they were him. like in there. Him, right? Let's let's move. Let's talk about the Cavs. Then, yeah, because, because really that was because let's eat some ass. This was one team that was eating ass for the first <laughs> half. They were and yeah. was lazy, and LeBron was unmotivated. And I wasn't unmotivated. It, LeBron he, scored he's got a weird two, LeBron, way. LeBron spent the first quarter not looking for a he shot. He was passive. Yep. And got to the room one time and got a layup, and that yep. was it. And he finished with 24, had eight assists. Pretty typical LeBron game. But if you just look at his overall mentality, quarters two through four, and especially in quarters yeah. three through four, as soon well, as you got a few of his role players rolling, specifically Kyle Korver, who had a really nice game tonight. Especially third quarter. This is a team yeah, that is, <laughs> is going to be really tough. In a much different way than it was last year, at least until Isaiah comes back. Yeah. Because they be they have a lot of talent, a lot of playmaking in particular. Well, yeah. I mean the thing This w- team is way different. Yeah. Like, that's but, what I want to talk about is like how different this Cavs team is. Well, what was interesting with this game though, like and so that first half of LeBron, so he's super passive. Yeah. But they were hanging with the the Bucks, like they weren't like he was playing like shit. 20, and they, yeah, it was twenty five, twenty five at the end of the first. And then like they were like, playing like didn't shit. It, didn't, but, it, didn't it seem like LeBron was just kind of like no? I think he was he picking his spot. No, I think bit? no. I felt like he was picking his spot. I felt yeah, like he that's was what like, I mean. Is like like I, I feel like LeBron was just like I'm. Just I think still if the, testing this out, I need to get my rhythm here. I think if team. the Bucks had gone up by like fifteen or something, yeah, some point, he's gonna flip team. it on, but they were like they they were going back and forth for the first half. Like, it's like as long as we're they were up by six the Bucks were up like yeah. eight or something at some point. It, like, it, t- it felt to me like if if the Cavs like LeBron went into it and it's like if, if my team is within five to eight points here. I'm gonna wait until the second half to turn it on. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I'm yeah. just gonna experiment until then. Yeah. And they kept and they ended up going to into the half with the lead. And well, Kevin Love played really well tonight. He looked athletic. Half. He moved really well. Dude, yeah, I mean, he played well in the second half. I mean, well, he played well line. in the second half, but like he, he played exceptional in the first half. He made, like, I think he went 10 for 10 from the line or something. Like, he was, too. Like, he was getting the bucket a lot. Well, he was he was Cor- nice. Corver was the unsung hero. Derek Rose well, had third. some nice uh, playmaking. D-Wade was clearly preoccupied. Uh, yeah, if you didn't know, apparently Gabrielle Union came out and said that she eats Dwayne Wade's ass. So. Yeah, so PJ, let's just dive into this. I want to get your just take. Dive on into this. that ass. Yeah, well, I, she I didn't. Well, so she didn't specifically say she eats Dwayne Wade's ass. She was just talking about. She's just. She's promoting her. She was promoting her new book on. Um, now I forget the station. It's a new book. Serious show. She has a new book out. It was that uh, MTV's. The old uh, like Trey, shoot Sway. No, she Sway. is Sway. Sway in the morning. Yeah, there. Sway in the morning. No, she has her, she has a book coming out. Um, so she was promoting it on the Sway morning show or whatever, and was just mentioning about basically just you know being a good lover. You know what we all are looking for, and that no, you know this 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 crazy thing called love is a one sided thing, gentlemen. <laughs> This is the uh, feminist hour of the point forward. Yeah, this is where PJ takes over and gives you all the sexual. Being advice. the lead feminist of the point forward, I'll tell you right now, you know, guys, it's 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 not a one way street. 
Yeah. It's not a driveway it's, or a parkway. It's a, it's a two-sided street. There you go. <laughs> and, you know, you got to give and you got to take, you know? Give it back. Return the favor. All right. Now that we clear. Return that. the favor. And, yeah, so get really, you know, just talking about going down on your partner, you know, eating their ass, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> but, like, they do it to you, like, return the favor. Didn't specifically say she was eating Dwayne Wade's ass out, but Twitter blew up about it. And we've been literally making ass jokes all night. And this might be a badass pod because of it, <laughs> but it could be a good ass pod or it could be a okay ass pod. Um, but nonetheless, it's all about the ass. We're a ass positive pod. <laughs> hey, I I still love I still love Dwayne Wade and what he does for the Cavs. He's Even a good though... ass player. <laughs> he He's a good, a good ass, ass player. player. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, no, it was just it was it was funny because like I didn't hear about it till about half half time. I like um, found out about Dwayne Wade and all that, and it just was like after that, every time he touched the ball, that's all I could think about. So. Yeah, really. Shout right. out to that, but um, it was uh, you know what? I'll say this that I was a little upset from Gabrielle and Dwayne that they didn't cover this in their Snapchat. I'm one of their biggest followers on Snapchat, and I feel like I'm a part of the Wade family because of it. And I feel a little left out. I didn't know about yeah. this uh, little portion of of their business, but you know what? To each their own. I just I was saying this earlier, and I just feel like I feel bad for D Wade's boys because. They're gonna get made fun of so hard. Yeah, but they're also Dwayne Wade's kids, so they can tell yeah, those kids pretty much fuck off. And they have a super attractive stepmom too, which is shout out bad boys too. This real quick, real quick about LeBron's first half, if I may. Oh yeah. If hey, it's your so, po- it's your podcast too today, man. You're you the guest, and we're in your home, so you can talk about whatever you want. Yeah, it's well, really more your podcast than it down. I mean, this is came up. I came up. Ultra came down. Yeah, ultra's eating ass. Yeah, ultra's coming down for some ass. Um, Take me down to the ass eating city. No, I'm about the biggest LeBron supporter. Disclaimer: huge, huge, huge LeBron supporter. Love that. The best, the greatest. So I always think that LeBron's one step ahead of anybody, including any but any analysis that comes out his way. Emphasis on the and now part of that. (laughs) Like I. I firmly believe that love butt stuff. He especially tonight played a way that it was like, "Hey, let me see what my teammates around me can do. I'm gonna get Kevin Love x amount of touches in the first half, and then yeah, like Ultra said, really it was like, oh, if I get down by this much, then it's my game. But if Yo, not, yeah, Caleb Love had a really nice game, and Caleb got a lot of touches. D Rose got a lot. Of he had touches. seven. He was seven for seven for the free throw line. But he, I mean, he ended up with seventeen, twelve, and six. But I mean, like it was still LeBron's so thing you, where he that like, had. You saying it was like okay in the first half, or did you say it was okay in the first I said half? He was, yeah, no, I, I said he was like, exceptional in the first half. I was half, like, okay Caleb, in the I, I thought Caleb was nice tonight. I thought he had a very good game. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I thought that's he had why a good I wasn't game. expecting the f bomb mm, my way. The hard f towards Dylan. Apparently. Anyways, yeah, it's yeah, Dylan. Sorry. You don't. You never d- disperse your uh, hopes. No, C- Caleb was nice tonight. Yeah, that's all I want to say. Caleb played well. No, but the biggest thing about LeBron is, I guess. There's a couple things on defense. I don't know if I remember I mentioned it to Ultra or, or PJ. Is that like in the first half in the defensive rotation? Like, there's a couple times where D Rose switched off of the primary defender. I can't remember who it was, 
and it was a ball screen or a way screen and like Bron like just stood there and like waited for somebody else to catch up and it was like an open three to Brogdon or Middleton or somebody half the time it went in half the time it went out but like Clearly, like they are not in sync. What's well, I, well, I don't think I think LeBron is slow on that kind of stuff, mm. and I think that he has been for a few. I don't seasons. know if he's just testing. No, it. no, it's no. What it is is, and like it's always kind of been this way since LeBron's played on the Heat, especially. Is he's they've kind of set this defense up where it's, it's LeBron's Le, LeBron. So no, not I wouldn't say it's LeBron ball, but LeBron is reading stuff, and it's basically like they set their their defense around LeBron. To be like, if LeBron reads this or does this, like basically all of those guys are playing off of what LeBron does. So if on a ball, yeah. So if on a ball screen, LeBron like takes the dude, like that means every other guy, all four other guys, like have a specific. The only the only mishaps was with D Rose and Jay Crowder because that makes sense, right? Because they have not played with like if you put. If you put a lineup, which is also pretty freaking dumbfounding because like if you put Tristan. And D Wade or Kevin you Love. You put D Wade, you put D Wade, LeBron, Tristan, JR. JR, and Kevin Love. It's they all know what to do. It just like it's they've set up a system with him. There's where a couple it's like, times because I remember Brogdon being wide open for three and they nailed it like at least two or three. Yeah, times their defensive that. assignments are like weirder than any other team. Is just because it's like pressing it off LeBron and it's like a you all have these responsibilities on defense, but. If LeBron does this subset of B, you respond this way. If he doesn't do those things, you follow what your primary A thing is. But LeBron has the ability to just be like, "F it, like I'm That's doing this." It's so like it's ridiculous. super, it's super interesting. Um, like I've read uh, in like interviews and stuff, like they've talked about it. Like he just has, like the road trip and stuff. They even go into a little bit. Like he just has so much freedom, more than any other player on defense, because he's so smart. Wait, there's so much decision making. And he puts, like, he has his input. He's like, hey, when I do this, I'm doing that because of this, this. So you guys do this. So it's like, I mean, that's not very. It's ex- like a chess. No, no, no. It's like a but chess it's, game. But it's a, it, yeah, I mean, it's a chess game. But he's, well, he's, mean, he's moving the pieces. So, like, what you're saying, though, is you're right. Like, we're just, like, like because Dwayne, a Crowder and D. Rose are not played with him. Right. You're going to have that. But I bet so, you by February, it's, it, they're going to be well, that insane. Was like the, that was the most notable thing in the first half. And why that I think that it was so close as it was, and then the second, I mean, well, or I mean, the part that D Rose thinks he's the best player on the team, even though he's playing with LeBron. Like, yeah, I'll, well, I'll, I wanted to give just one small shout out to Derrick Rose. Like, I mean, he played, he's, he played well. he's looked very good for Derrick. I think the first two games, but he when he gets the ball and there's like less than twelve seconds on shot clock, he's like, oh yeah, I'm MVP, Derrick Rose. Like, I'm just gonna take this, right. And it's like worked at points, but it's also been well, like then, and then we other things. But it's like he does not look to pass. But he also, I'll say, prior to those tw- when it hits twelve seconds, he's been slinging the ball around yeah. way better than he he's was been, yeah, he's been on the Bulls or the Knicks last year. Yeah, and and before we get to like before we move on from the Caps here, I do want to get your guys' take on um, just how this team has scored in their first two games of the season. Alter doesn't like their numbers shooting more threes. Versus last year, because last year they made 13 threes a game on average. Couldn't you right? say that some of those threes they traded away and the threes they would get back is currently recovering from a hip injury? Sure, absolutely. I <laughs> yeah. think that, I think this team is going to be very... Uh, Good. How they're going to integrate D-Rose right. and how they're going to integrate Isaiah as a starting point guard once he's healthy is going to be... 
it's going to be very tricky, very interesting, but like, how is it going to change the amount of three-pointers they're taking point per game compared to right now? It will. Because so. game one made five. They're, they made an average of 13 last year. So their their rotations effed made up. Made 11 tonight. Their rotations effed up because they really should be it's starting. Really they should really be starting. I'm going to probably say this until Isaiah comes back. Because right now they should be starting. J.R. Dwayne. They, they should be, no, they should be starting Derek with J.R. Dwayne should be coming off the bench. bench and being a playmaker. Sorry, Dwayne. I'm sorry. I think it sucked. It might. It, I think. Derek should be coming off the bench as a playmaker. I think it should be Dwayne, Jr., LeBronx. You could. I mean, you could I saw in the first. I, I think, think in the first half you saw it like. But I mean, but I'm thinking LeBron brought the ball up. Eight right. Times. But, but Dwayne Wade's the second best ball handler on this team. Like he, he could be their primary ball handler as in the, the second, second unit. unit. I know. So I know. It would, I know. It would it would suck ass to be yeah, to coming me, off the bench for to Dwayne me, Wade? It doesn't but doesn't matter. I do agree that although Jr. had a pretty. Terrible game tonight. Yeah, really he played well first game, but he was just out of rhythm. That's but why. okay, so but getting, if I flip it to you on this though, I is if when Jared Isaiah comes back, and this is probably why I I thought about it more because I was pretty fired up. Jr. wasn't starting at first, but they may be setting it up and having Derek start now when Isaiah comes back. Yeah, if you start a lineup with Isaiah, Dwayne Wade, LeBron Crowder, and that's a good and Caleb. I like that lineup more. It's and then you have and then you have and then you have Derek and, and Jr. take over your second unit. Yep, I like that. That's nice. But right now, like I feel like you need to put Jr. You need to get as many shooters around LeBron as possible. And Dwayne Wade's a playmaker. Like he, I think in a second unit scenario, it works. I think you flip it when Isaiah comes back. But it just like the lineup right now is clunky. And I think that's why you're seeing there, not. Shooting as well from behind the arc is that like they're well, not putting their shooters in the best just situations. How many threes are making? How many threes are taking too? Yeah, well, I mean, but like you like what they were doing, like well, they were pounding inside for love most of the first half. Yeah, it's and that tonight, was I was honestly they were feed, the most, I think that's going to happen more. They're going to feed it through love. Tonight was the most number of points the, the Cavs had had in the paint since 2014. And I think for this first half you're going to see. I don't think the Cavs. I think the Cavs are playing a certain style right now. That's going to get them to February when they get Isaiah back. Like I don't think how I do not think what they're I'm doing so, right now. I'm so curious about Isaiah coming back. Well, that's an entirely different yeah. question, Mark. But let's move on. I, I do want to talk a little. We've bit. We only spent 34 minutes talking about the basketball I game. Wanna, <laughs> yeah. I do want to talk, talk about the Pelicans a little bit too. Yeah. Um, not just because we may or may not have had a financial stake into in the Warriors Pelicans game tonight, but it was clear through the two games this season that Boogie and AD are very good basketball players. Are very so, good basketball so breaking players. Breaking news. And do you know what? Like, what else can you really ask out of those two guys? We can't ask a lot more. Boogie's so dope. They're both putting up. Shout out to the Pelicans for all the rocking and headbands. They are yeah, putting seriously. up thirty and ten apiece. I mean, they and they're like Bookie got a little like ISO going in the fourth tonight, but like not in a bad way. I mean, he was he was hitting shots. He had the hot hand in the fourth quarter tonight. So like, um, well, didn't you say that? Well, AD, when the coach said that he, Bookie was well, Bookie was their best three point shooter or something. Like, well, yeah. So I mean, like. 
the Pelicans and their $30 million manager holiday up to this point of just like he has not been up to par when it comes to what you'd think as a like a third option in the Western Conference like on a typical Western Conference basketball team. And after AD and Boogie, you've got Drew Holiday, which is like up to this point is like averaging, you know, he has, I think less than 20 points through two games and just like isn't assisting at a decent clip. Um, His playmaking has been subpar. And then they have no depth at wings whatsoever. So like, what are really their options at this point? Because they're honestly about to be capped out. I mean, straight ass eating wings. On the- <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I mean, they're, they're in a they're tough terrible. spot. Like, are you gonna, terrible. You, you go out and try to sign Monta Ellis? Yeah, seriously. I mean, like what? There's there aren't a ton of free agent options. I'm really, options. I'm really uh, curious. I Rajon Rondo would have been interesting. At least I was about from to say. A, I was about to say. I'm really curious to see what Rajon can do with these two big men, because a part of me know like knows how devastating Rajon was. And Dude, he would have. Uh, I think he would have like given them some. I mean. Like just the, just the, some separation, just some primary mm, ball handling, just separate, some passes. Yeah. Like, I think he would have given him some good passes, but like they're gonna sag off him. Yeah, of course. They, he's not a good shooter. They, yeah, of course. But like just like the rest can, of the team. He yeah, exactly. Like he can find guys. Like the other team can't. Like see, because what I was kind of thinking and is, Boogie and Rondo like if, each if other you, a lot. If you've got Rondo on the court, maybe that can maybe Rondo is playing above average defense. Maybe he can get Boogie to play above average defense. Well what's well really and maybe in between A D I mean A D and Boogie. Well the thing that sucks about the Rondo well, the, the Rondo thing that sucks is that he was gonna be point guard and they were gonna put Drew at the two. And I was like kind of like interested to see how Drew Holiday was as a two because I think that could because there was a lot of stuff like when Drew Holiday came back last year, like he struggled to be like able to manage, like, giving AD and, and DeMarcus enough touches. Right. Like, well, he's Rondo knows how to do that. I mean, I think they've got enough touches through two games now, but they've just been, you know, their own two. And yeah. losing the Warriors at home tonight after a Warriors loss, that happens you know, the best they of us, played, you know? They played fairly competitively, at oh. least in the, in the point, in the part that we saw. They were saw. within five points. At, but like they lost minutes. They lost twelve by 12 to the Grizz last night, and Conley punked Drew Holiday. And uh, while the, yeah. the two bigs put up big numbers once again, they, just they didn't really, did, they just couldn't yeah. get anything else. I mean, that team, that team I think is primarily going to be, I think the storyline is going to be it's gonna hey, be Boogie, and De- Boogie and and AD got us 65, 70 points combined. Uh, did we get 30 to 40 points from so other guys? I, I, want, I want to know from both of you before, because I want to move on to the next topic, but do you, is AD on the Pelicans at the end of the year? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. I don't think they can ever trade him. I think Boogie's out before. Uh, it depends. It, if they move Bo- Boogie, I think they would also move. I think if they, they move those dudes, they I would try to move them both together. I think what you do Please is... Tell me the Cavs. I don't know what team they're doing. I just know this from a, from a baseball perspective, what happens sometimes, allegedly what I've heard, is you were to shop AD. He's the better blue chip guy. Guy more attractive. 
shop them around. You get offers from guys, from teams, and you go. Which, by the way. And you take you take whatever your best offer is from if AD. You're, if you could get three years of Anthony Davis, if you could get the rest of this current season plus two additional years from AD, I'm giving up. A lot of first round A lot. Yeah. Right. So you, so you shop that. Okay. You get all your offers from everyone. So you set the market for AD, and then you go, all right. Sorry. Well, we actually got this offer from team other team A. Sorry, team B. But because we're moving Anthony Davis, we're also going to move DeMarcus. So what you do? And you either say like that off, same exact offer, or you do like a slight Minus step a down. round pick or something. Well, yeah, wait, and then wait, you wait. take that. So isn't, you, isn't 80's contract kind of favorable now? No. 30. It's, oh, it's 30? I thought it was five years. Like, no, it's less than thirty. It's not. I thought 30. it was like five years. He signed into the old CBA, so it's less. But uh, I, th- I mean, I think it's about. I like, think the last year. I mean, well, last year's CBA would have been five years, two uh, no, fifty million. Yeah, it was. It was. And now it's two hundred, so it is. It a is a little bit cheaper. You're right. It was. It was five years, one forty-five. If that's what I remember. Yeah, I think it was damn near. Oh, you just pulled that number out, Tom. No, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. It's off anyway, the, off the top uh, of no, but off before the top before we go on to anything else besides the Pelicans and Warriors, we had a little discussion before, and I just wanted to ask you guys one, one more time because I know there's a little beef between these two players, Draymond, yeah, and Demarcus, yeah, uh, 20, 25 million roughly the next couple of years for eighty twenty. It ends up at twenty eight. Yeah, so. Demarcus and Draymond. I'm not. I'm not talking about their current situations. I'm yeah, talking this, about whatever. this 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 came up just because the two teams were playing each other and and they yeah. were they were like spitting at each and other. And Dylan Dylan hates Draymond Green. I don't hate Draymond Green. Dylan hates Draymond Green. I respect Draymond Green. I just don't think I'm not on his dick like everyone else is because they've seen it on Snapchat. I'm just saying. Oh, that was a good ass joke. That was good. I'm just saying. <laughs> DeMarcus is a better all-around player, and I'd rather have him on my team if I'm starting a team rather than Draymond. Yeah, I mean, because I've seen yeah. I've seen Draymond do so many things, and on the defensive end, but on like the offensive end, like DeMarcus is, yeah, by far superior to Draymond. I mean, being the resident boogie apologist on this podcast, <laughs> Ultra Ultra was pissed off at him last year. I'm so pissed off with Big Yeah, I know you are. I mean, so I'm 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 holding down the flag in the four. How many uh, playoff games? I know. I know. Ever I know. It's a bad time, Ultra. It's not all his fault. I mean, I you just, you try to make the playoffs with a different head coach almost under, every year. I understand the whole and crazy George I understand Carl. the whole experience. I the whole understand the whole selfishness because I love that about Draymond. That's like the only thing that like attracts me towards Draymond. But not a Snapchat. But I have to say is like he's been yeah. in a situation where that's like yeah he was in a good situation dude situations that make everything no though. I know I know but he he's been in that situation to be like and that situation being a good situation but Dylan why why don't we break it down this way like why don't we just break it this down like regardless of the situations they're in what are they better at compared to one another. Boogie's better at everything. Boogie is 100 no, times percent no. better at offense, and Draymond's 100 times percent at better at defense. You're looking at this way too black and white. Is Boogie a better post player? Yes. 
Is he a better three-point shooter? Yes. He, they're about this. I'd say they're Is the same. Is he a better defender? They're the same. No. Is he a better post defender? No. Mm. Is he a better perimeter defender? No. Mm. So is mm. see is so defensive. I'm, I'm just gonna defensive I'm gonna, flexibility I'm, valuable in today's NBA. So absolutely. He, see, I'm gonna I'm gonna just gonna. Put, I mean, he's not an elite defender, but he's a he's he's a good. He's, he's fine. He post is, defender. Mm, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna help Dylan out here on this one point. Between those two guys, Draymond's primary like objective on every. On every season of the Warriors has been a def- defense first. Right. The minute Boogie got in the league, they've needed him to score on every team he's been on. He has not needed to be a defensive player. They've he, the offense has run through him. So therefore, like I can't necessarily be like, "Yo, Boogie, you're not a great defender." He, I mean, he could do things defensively, and he's pretty aggressive at points. So he's oh. a very good rebounder, and he also, I mean, Yo, like he does. Don't try to spit at me though that Boogie is even on the same class as Draymond as a defender. No, he's not. He's not. No, I mean, Draymond I still was think I top still... two in defensive player of the year for the last three years. No, I mean, I, I get that. I I'm just saying that. though, I can't, I, I, I can't like trash Boogie's defense. I don't think I'm he's not ever. I'm saying he's a terrible defender. I'm just saying Draymond is. But one Dr- of the that's best. Draymond's what Draymond's focus is, and that's where it's like comes down to situation. And when I play it back, is like, it really depends on like what you're trying. If you're trying to rebuild the Warriors. The Warriors are not the Warriors without Draymond. He's the he's the straw that makes that drink stir. He is the primary piece to allow them to play the style of play they are because he can one guard all five positions, and his passing and shooting ability allows them to literally just basically have five forwards and a couple you know a guard on the court right. all the time. But my whole point behind this entire thing is like Boogie got traded. At the All-Star break last year. Because he was in the worst organization Pel- in basketball. And the Pelicans. <laughs> Outside of the Knicks. And the Pelicans didn't really get any better. They missed the playoffs. Because the Pelicans are trash. Yeah, the Pelicans are no good. But I'm saying that I think that if you would have traded Draymond at the All-Star break last year. To the Pelicans? To the Pelicans. I think they'd get the eighth seed. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Okay. And Boogie are that they're, they're irritable, upset. they're emotional. They're no, it's, no, no, no. I'm saying like the similarities they're, between yeah. the two guys is like either one of these guys you could see getting kicked out in, yeah. in any oh, individual NBA game. Yes. Is Boogie more offensively talented? Yes. No question. Are either guys like either guy can is a like Draymond is more of a stretch four. They can also step in and guard fives where Boogie is more traditional five on offensive on offense, but like he could really guard fours and fives in NBA. Right. Draymond gives you more positional flexibility because yes. honestly, if he switched on a one, he probably is gonna hold his own. So but he can guard two through two through five. Like, yes. But period. but the thing with the Pel like just using that Pelicans example, you put Draymond on the Pelicans instead of Boogie. Like I don't think they really improved that much because that's all because that team is just the terribly constructed. Like you're just putting him on a terribly constructed team. Like I think if you put him on a decently constructed team, but you have to like like I was saying, like 
Draymond is is the perfect player. He's just, like I would equate it this way. Like Brian Urlacher was the greatest covered two linebacker. I don't know if Brian Urlacher was the greatest linebacker of all time, but like within his defense, his role. his role, he was the greatest at doing that. I think Draymond is the greatest at his role. Yeah. With the Warriors, but the difference is, I do not think some of his skills would transfer well as a being. Yeah. He's never. He would never in a million years be a primary or secondary player on a team. I think he is the perfect like third option on a yeah. team. And and the great part about Draymond is that he can be the great part about Draymond is he can be both defensively and offensively contribute and be like a two way player. But you can maybe stretch it to be like he is a he could be the second best player on the team. So yeah. that was so that was gonna be my argument. Like you could yeah. put him with Russ and Mello and he could be the second best player on that team. But, but PJ so who power forwards in the NBA? Mm-hmm. Who's the best defensive power forward in the NBA? Draymond. Yes. Who's number two? LeBron James. Okay. It depends on what. Yeah. Depends on who's guarding. Where's, where does AD fit in there? Top five. But AD's yeah, not really. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. He's top five. I mean, yeah, so yeah. if you're gonna tell me that you have two top five power forwards on one squad. They would play like four and five together, yeah. And if you can get Anthony Davis to buy in to play five, like sure you can stop people. You don't have a team. Are you just, talking? Are you talking you, about Pelicans wins? Yeah, like, I mean, I'm just like, I'm just saying, like the argument this, against this is, Boogie and AD is like, if you flip those two, yeah. two guys, like I mean, I think if you put I don't Boogie, think I think if you put Boogie on the Warriors, does he make the Warriors better? How about that on the flip side? Does he, are, yes. the, are the Warriors better? Do they win more games with Boogie instead of Draymond? I think you're crazy. Well, I don't. I think you can only cap out so many wins, but no, because you could. You would do their defense hurts big time. Yes. In that case. So yes. no, the only thing that was you but, put Boogie in that team is that you could put Boogie at the five. You get Zaza's yeah, game I mean, you, game seven ass out of there. Yeah, you and then you do Iggy. Kevin. Boogie would give you a different thing because you could do Iggy, Katie. Katie, Steph, and Clay, and I like that lineup a ton more than I liked with Draymond. Is Boogie going to be happy with his touches on that team? Is he going to mesh with that team? Right. Maybe, sure. maybe, oh, maybe not. So we're not the entire right. point. Guys. These hyperboles, like, we're not going to concern right. ourselves with. I, but it's that's, fun. That's, that's why I brought it up. My argument is like because I don't like I don't like Draymond as much as you guys. That's why I brought it up because I like Boogie, but I think this is going to be something we completely we agree disagree on. Because I think but I think you, I, I think like you a, hit it. I, someone, I think you hit it on the head. This is coming from someone that is like I'm a fan of Boogie. No, yeah, but you're also upset with him. I don't think he's as good as Draymond. Period. That's it. Right, and I understand your thought process behind that, but I just also <laughs> he's won zero playoff series. PJ. I know he has, but the skill, but he's yeah, but you put his you put, situation, you, but you, you, you cannot Draymond tell, and you, Boogie, and you ask how many playoff wins Boogie has. Or like and the, has. I mean, you know ultra, I mean? Like, the, the the real thing that I get hung up on is this: is that Draymond has made the most of the skill set that he has. He's right. maximized him. He like when I close my eyes and think of Draymond Green, I the first person I think of is Jimmy Butler in the same way. Jimmy Butler and Draymond Green are two exceptional players who have literally maxed out their skill sets to the fullest potential, farther than anyone has thought they would ever have done. Obviously, based on their draft skills. Boogie is a fucking well of talent. 
He has been in terrible situations, and that's like a big part of the NBA is what situation you're in. But part of it, it's not just the situation, though. Right, but I'm saying if you put Boogie with a guy that he like, if you were to give Boogie Steve Kerr, if you were to give Boogie to, if you were to give give Steve Kerr um, and Boogie together, and like Boogie would respect him, I think you would get a situation that. Like Boogie could thrive in, like you just. I mean, yes, there's a lot of maintenance and stuff Dude, behind Boogie him. Boogie plays with Anthony Davis, another Kentucky guy. Yeah, but he's at Alvin Gentry, and I don't think Alvin Gentry and all the coaches Boogie's had okay, are necessarily. Okay, but now you're trying. Now you're just splitting in. It's man. situation. Like, no, I'm saying, but like Boogie needs for, more. But 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 doesn't, Ross doesn't Ross that say by itself that Draymond's a better player because no. he can just fit in any situation. I think I think Draymond is the best player he can be. You're but, making excuses for Boogie. Yeah, I'm a boogie apologist. <laughs> yeah, but the, like, okay, then. This, but boogies, this boogies, boogies. This this entire debate. You could turn boogie. You could turn now. boogie into. If if you need boogie to be more of a uh, just a defender and then like secondary sales, then you could do that. But he's That's never. That's fucking bullshit, PJ. Mm, I don't know. You can. Did you? Are you listening? He's to got the physical you skills can, to do that. You can. You can turn him into this. Yes, he's not a player that can be molded. Yeah, he if can anything, be. he's proven that the opposite that he cannot be molded by anything. No, because every situation no, he's been he in, he's in the primary to, scorer. He's trying to mold other teams into what he wants them to be in. Where Draymond fit into in, the Warriors exactly what they wanted him to be. He was perfect for the Warriors. Right, and you're telling me you're trying to tell me now that if all of a sudden I plugged and played. And flip those two players that Boogie would fit in perfectly with the Warriors? Bullshit. He would not fit in with the Warriors. He would hate playing with the Warriors. He would, he would like playing with the Warriors. He would oh, be winning. Because he'd win. Yo, when Boogie's on the Wizards, I think he'll be very fired next year. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm all for him playing for the Warriors. Like, I'm not trying to get too into this, but, like, that is a bullshit argument to me. Draymond is yeah. the best at what he's doing. No, so. No, Sorry, if, I, if I the, asked if you the, the question. If the, if the, but if the argument is... You're going to break up this podcast if, right if, now. Yeah, so. yeah. Are you coming for one exactly, episode? This is exactly, because we the, had this heated like, if the argument, argument before. Is, and Ultra's way angry now. If the I argument is that Boogie is going to fit right into with the Warriors... That's not the argument. That's no. what Peter just said. No, I'm not on agreement with the argument then. That's not... My but argument... Boogie could, Boogie could play with the... I'm just saying this, that... Draymond is That's perfect. That's a huge assumption, though. Yeah, your assumption is that Boogie, uh, that Draymond could play in a different system outside the Warriors too. He's playing fourth fiddle right now. But he's playing. He's been playing the same system his entire career. Yeah. Boogie's had a different head coach every single season, basically that he's been in the league. He's played in a thousand different systems. And yes, they have not won. But you can. That's a tough it's, thing to put in. He's been pissed off and leading the, like leading his team yeah. in technicals in every single season. Draymond's got technical. No, you. He's That's weird. his role in his team. To get technicals, yeah, yeah to be a fucking dick. Well, well maybe Boogie's role is to be a dick and score buckets and lose. Well, I think we can win twenty think, games a season. I think we can all agree. <laughs> I, think, I, mean, I think we can all agree that he's barely won. I'm just flicking ultra off right now for a visual for everyone. <laughs> like, hold on, hold on. I think we can all agree that if we had to choose somebody. We'd pick Boogie. We would pick no. Draymond. 
No, if we <laughs> if now we Dylan will play the role of uh, of marriage counselor between Ultra and I. This no, I, th- I think if we had to pick somebody on our team for we'd all pick Giannis. Yeah, right. obviously. Or LeBron. <laughs> no, but somebody to be selfless and somebody to be playing with, it'd be Draymond. But if we had to pick somebody that's more talented... Yeah, Draymond's a better teammate. But if we had to pick somebody that's more talented, it'd probably be Boogie. Yes. But that wasn't the question. But that's what we're going to move on There's to. a lot of factors. Because we've already spent... Can we, talk about, can we talk about Nikola Mirotic's break, yes, broken face? So, I mean, so... More injuries than we'd like to see the first week of the NBA season... Yeah, um, Jesus Christ, Gordon Hayward. And when we thought... Yo. Actually, do you know what? Before we jump into that part about the Bulls, so, you know, a little backstory. We, looking into the season, like what over-unders we were going to bet going into it, the Bulls were at 20 and a half 22. Games. 22. 22 games. 22 means... And it didn't move after Miritich got knocked out for the first Cause half. Because Nicole is trash as fuck. So we locked we we may or may not have locked in the under there. No, we did not. We we were all afraid of it, and then I said, "No, I mean after when it didn't move." Yeah, oh, I never after, said that. After the I, I never made that transaction. Oh, well, it made me didn't. too sad. It made My me too guy, sad. You texted us specifically about this. Yeah, and then you guys were not like jacked. Everyone up about was it. in on it. Yeah, it was, was a pretty soft, like, yes. I wanted a fuck why, yes. Why don't you keep talking and I'm going to look yeah. up the text messages because I think everyone well, was very. That's in fine. On this. I will, um. You should look I will, um. I'll read off some of my, my. The joke takes I took about my team that is the Chicago Bulls. Um. So first off, I, uh, I believe, breaking down the situation for those that may be living in a cave, uh, basically what happened was. Uh, Nico and Nico Miritich and Bobby Portis were kind of going back and forth during practice. Um, a few days ago, uh, Randy Snake Brown was um, <laughs> trying to break, step in, and break it up. They were like doing team drills, whatever. Essentially, like came to a point where Bobby gave like Nico a pretty hard fall. They had some words, and resulted in Bobby. People Based on what we can we can tell, what we can tell, Bobby Porter's one punch broke Nico Mirotic's jaw, gave him a concussion, concussion, probably knocked his ass out, and now he has to have fractal face surgery or whatever. Um, but what I like to think or of the whatever. situation <laughs> is, well, there's a few th- there's a few things. So it's 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 really a shame in one way is that Nico Mirotic was set to be the face of the Bulls franchise this year until he met Bobby Portis's fist. Until he's got a broken one. Until he met Bobby Portis's fist. Dylan, <laughs> my joke was fire. Thank you, everyone. I can hear your laughs from here in the future. Back towards the past. Um, second, Nikola Mirotic, uh, habitual, habitual pump faker. So in my mind, I like to think that Nikola went to punch <laughs> first, and he went to punch first and pump faked the punch, and Bobby Portis just hit him square in the face and broke his face. Um, also, Bobby Portis likes to... Not only broke his face, but rattled his brain. Yeah. Gave him a nice can of CTE. Um, also, um, Nico, or Bobby Portis, there's a nice Vine clip, if uh, you want to check it out on Twitter, of Bobby Portis in an interview saying he pictures... 
before every game he gets hyped up in pictures, uh, someone punching his mother. What? To get hyped up and ready to f- play basketball. Wait, who is this? Bobby Porter said this. He pictures someone punching his mother before every game. That's like some Waterboy type shit. Some wild dash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then there was like the fire ass stuff, like people pulling up old tweets of the two dudes and like. There's one of Bobby Portis who has a picture of like a kid with boxing gloves saying a mirror and then like in the mirror is a picture of Muhammad Ali and he goes, how they see you is not important. How you see yourself means everything. And he's like trying to be a boxer. So dude likes to throw fists. Um, there's like a vine of like him and Jimmy Butler slapping hands, like giving high fives. And they give high fives and Jimmy Butler like shakes his hand like, dude, that was way too hard of a high five. So, basically, though, Bobby Porter's a crazy person. He's got crazy eyes. He's got crazy eyes. Um, I think um, there's a tweet of Nikola Mirotic was, like, ready to fight for this jersey. Can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Which was sent three years ago. his rookie year. (laughs) And just cracked me up. But also, I think, uh, shout out to my boy Fred. I think what the real issue that came about this was they were doing some film review. Fred has been known to slip hey, some. Real talk. Fred has been known to slip some video clips into his film sessions. Oh, is that right? He slipped in some Animal House, like never give up. Like, was it over when the the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? <laughs> Forget it. He's rolling. Um, I think he accidentally slipped in the the clip from Dark Knight, where uh, the Joker breaks off the pool stick and goes, "Time for some aggressive expansion." <laughs> <laughs> Today's tryouts and and Bob Boris is like let's fucking go. Took it literally. Yep. So um, so I d- I do want to apologize. I gotta bring this up. Um, so circling back to this whole Bulls bet, a text from PJ. Can we make an emergency bet on the Bulls under? It's still at twenty two. My response: Sure, fine. Now that Mirotic is out. And Portis from PJ. And how much was PJ's question? And we get a, I'm cool with mid-tier money from me, which was loved by Cam. And then oh, we Cam, never said on them. And then to, Cam yeah, said, bet the house. Those guys suck. Yeah, they do suck. And nothing got locked in. It, I it, think that was plenty of... Yeah. There's probably an answer. You know the issue is? Is that if Dwayne was still on the team, he'd be like, those guys suck. They suck ass. And they then we guys. could have definitely... Cam is the most conservative one. If he's saying they suck, bet on them. You should have bet on them. Well, I mean, uh, I just... You know what? I had a come-to-Jesus moment. I didn't want to bet against my, my the team I, fortunately, have hitched my post to. Hey, PJ, I don't want to make you mad. Uh, if you're going to say something about Fred being fired, I'll ask you to come back <clears throat> after the 20th game of the season, and we'll discuss it then. But what's next for Fred, man? What's after the he's Bulls? He's trying to get another NBA job. Yeah? Yeah, he's, he's... He's not going college, or is he going... He's coaching right now to currently prove that he can still coach in the NBA. So what's next for him? Because um, it's not, it's not going to be the it's not gonna be the Bulls. What team? Uh, well, I mean, the uh, New, New Orleans Pelicans probably will have an opening. I'm sure the Magic <laughs> will have an opening. I'm sure the... the uh, Knicks, maybe? Knicks will have an open it, maybe. Knicks All right, guys, we're, we're running pretty late here. So I, I did you Ultra guys... is not having fun with our <laughs> bullshit, Dylan. Did you guys see Hayward's injury? 
Yikes. Yeah. I did. I didn't see it live. I was literally walking to my apartment, and uh, roommate Mark uh, literally shouted bloody murder. And I was like, oh, maybe like LeBron like crushed Kyrie on a dope dunk. And then literally a second later, I got a text from Ultra that said, Gordon Hayward broke his leg. And then I came out of my room, and then I look, and I see Gordon Hayward on the ground, whatever. So I got on Twitter, and I watched the video. And I literally threw my phone like it was the Black Plague when... He comes crashing down. That sound is so messed up. And then shout out Kevin Harlan, who's like the most human reaction ever, just starts screaming, Gordon Hayward's broken his leg. Gordon Hayward's broken his leg. Gordon Hayward's broken his leg. And I'm just ready to vomit all over myself after you see it. Well, it and then you bad. see the screenshot of it. Like, Imagine, imagine that's how that. you felt standing I cannot believe he I cannot believe that he stayed conscious yeah he didn't pass out he literally he literally looks at his foot that's pointed like behind him it's literally his foot is turned around it's pointing out like towards his ass and he is just gripping his head like pulling his back holy fuck um and then they have him like they have him laid down and stuff but like yo he uh that sucked. That's stupid. That's I feel the, bad for the Celtics too. I was so looking forward to watching them play too. Yeah, so they're now staring down a, a an uphill battle with the rest of the East, and that's saying nah. something. But I mean, they they're, st- they're still superior. But like, yeah, they, I mean, they're kind of facing it. Superior, they, they, like so. So here's here's my spin. Here's my spin on this. Is this? I. If you thought the Celtics were going to beat the Cavs with Gordon Hayward, come discuss. I'd love to hear the take. But in the end of it, this whole thing, like, I mean, I think I think their projection, I think their projection was going to be, which would have been dope. If you made that shot, I was about to scream to the mountaintops and just like put out the most fire stuff that the NBA is the greatest league ever, and everyone else can eat my ass. Um, <laughs> but. He um before all the news came out. Yeah, I was I do I've been ahead on this ass eating thing from the get go. Progressive. Um, so progressive. Shout out feminism. Um but like the thing is like I was looking at it as like we all knew the like maybe the Celtics go six games with the Cavs and the Eastern Round Silence, sure. Really this was about like developing those dudes, getting Jason Tatum going. Yeah, getting seeing what Jalen Brown's got to do, dude. I like and Jaylen honestly, I yeah. And that's the thing is, I think that this is like fine. They're not going to win a championship this year, but I think like though it's putting those dudes like feet to the fire probably sooner than they want. But in the end, like yeah. it's good experience for them. And I think like Jalen Brown's looks good. Who's going to benefit? Jason more? Tatum, Jason Tatum, or Jalen Jalen because it a lot more gets put on. Jalen this season as far as like scoring and just being a, a guy that's been in the pros Ooh. already. Jalen Brown, if he, he if he he's, would not have had a really nice game one, they wouldn't even have a chance. Right, and he yeah, is yeah. he's he pitched twenty eight points. In game one. Yeah, but in the long run, who do you think's gonna? But he's the most he's the most pivotal piece to all that because they're moving Avery Bradley and Jay Crowder. Like we said it the minute it happened, Ultra is like. I love this put squarely got put on Jalen Brown. It's like we believe in you as a, a future like two way player. Yeah, and I, I and this I, gives him his best chance to do that. It's not that I'm more or less optimistic about either of those guys, but trying like both it, it's those two 
that have the biggest window of opportunity with Gordon Hayward's injury is yeah. his minutes are pretty much entirely going to go to those two guys, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree. And I'm personally more... Well, they don't really have anybody else. Like, I'm optimistic for Jalen no, Brown, just given his defensive upside. Like I think Jason Tatum right now is a better offensive player than Jalen Brown. <laughs> Really? Um, yeah. Oh, Jason Tatum is going to be a fire. But like, Jason, for but Jalen Brown is a much better defensive player right now than Jason Tatum. And he needs to be. That's their classic that's boogie it. versus Draymond. No, they need they need they need <laughs> Jalen Brown to be their primary. Let's stay away from yeah. that conversation. We want to have a we want to have another episode after this. Um, Jalen Brown, yeah, like you're saying, Jalen Brown has to become developing their primary defender. You pair him with Gordon Hayward next year. Like, Gordon Hammer plays very good team defense and is, like, a very good defender, but, like... Who? Gordon? Yeah, Gordon Hammer. But you want Jalen Brown, I think, to be your primary defender and be your fourth scoring option. Right. Ideal. Um, before we close up shop, let's uh, let's talk just about kind of our, our, our favorite teams to watch going into this season. I think that we had our lead pass teams last week, PJ. But, Dylan, like, what teams are you most looking forward to watch? Watching during this season. I mean, this is kind of stereotypical. Or any teams have like stood out in the last couple days. Have an original I, opinion, Dylan. Go. It's not going to be original at all. I the yes, Cleveland Cavaliers. I am so intrigued by Joel Embiid. I think that he has. Oh, so Dylan goes on the internet. Who has not had? He's I think had like a very average couple games so far. Yeah, I mean, as, as long he's as only he's playing twenty like, minutes. Honest to God, though, like seeing a seven foot one guy that can move, has touch. You know, like, play twenty eight minutes tonight. Oh my God! Like seeing him with oh an above God. average, like above average. I don't know about that, but a huge point guard in Ben Simmons that is intriguing as well. Ben Simmons is tight. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think news. I think the Sixers are so sick. But other than like the obvious Sixers. Um, I don't know. I gotta give it to my boy Rubes. I like watching the. I like watching the Jazz. I That's like, shitty. I really like watching. You play Yaz flute. You play Yaz flute. Okay, that's enough for you, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, I completely regret asking your opinion. My two biggest takeaways: three actually. Rubio, First baby. off, yo, everyone get in line for the Giannis, year of the Giannis. Well, I mean, besides y'all were, the y'all, y'all were y'all were. Questioning if it was this year, let it be known that if you listened last week, your boy picked yeah. him for MVP. Hey. So real quick, heard it here first. PJ. I've never been wrong about a single PJ. thing about Giannis's career. Knock on wood. PJ Break it down points for per me. game average. Giannis this year twenty eight. I'm gonna say above. I'm if he breaks thirty, I'm going to run around the street naked. I think it's got. I think it's. I think if they got to win, if they're going to get the over, which is what no, forty-seven and a half. He's going to average twenty-eight, ten, and eight. Anyway, my other two takes. Uh, quick takes. High praise. Two. The Thunder looked dope against. Granted, it was the Knicks, but they looked dope. So that made me feel good in my heart. And third hot take is the Washington Wizards bench is. Trash on fire, can balls. Um, they be eating more ass than Gabrielle Union. Um, they're really bad. I'm kind of nervous on the Wizards. 
hopefully no one on their starting lineup gets hurt because otherwise, especially if someone get on their starting lineup named John Wall were to get hurt, they are screwballs done. Hey, you know what? I do have a I I do have one that I'd like to watch. I like sincerely like watched them last night, and I think that they're gonna be dope to watch to continue throughout the year. Is the Clippers? I really like Pat Bev. Oh yeah, shout out Pat Bev. I for, really love Pat Bev. Yeah, shout so out, we, shout we, out Pat Bev for like prison, <laughs> putting putting uh, Lonzo Ball through a prison in and I like think, I think Blake is gonna have a dope year. So when we talked that we talked about the Clippers a little bit last week, just because of dude, that Pat Bev shit was dope. A little down on them going into the season. I'm still so down on them. Like, the the and I I am too. The Lakers. Are not going to be a good team this year. No. Um, and the Clips, like honestly, last night I saw nothing other than the fact that Blake looked good. Blake looked really. There wasn't good. a ton from <laughs> Pat, Pat Gallinari or Pat Bev. Like Pat Dude, Bev, Bev did was so his, dope. but he did what I would expect from him. Which yeah, is exactly. Play incredible defense. Yeah. On he the gave Bronze of the prison team, treatment. Uh, best shooting guard or point <laughs> yeah. guard, and he did that exceptionally. But Blake, some would say that he's Blake, the Draymond Green of the Clippers. One <laughs> could say that, and with that, I think that we're running out of time, guys. So we way should probably close up pop, shop. Dylan, um, Dylan you know, way to go. I was, I thought we were gonna go for two hours tonight, but we're gonna settle sure. at an hour fifteen. Hey, I still got a lot of questions. I got more. Cut. Let's go more quick. Questions? Ninety yeah. seconds, Dylan. Congrats. I'm gonna start the clock. You answer all the questions. Ultron, I'll give you a, a one-second answer. Starting in three, two, one, go. Pellies or Sixers? More wins. Sixers. Oh, really? T-Pops or Bucks? Bucks. Wow, both, huh? We are in unison. Close, but Bucks. All right. Well, now i got to switch up the... Well, yeah, two in the chamber, and he's already out of bullets. You've got... No, I just wanted to switch up the chamber. I'm going to switch up the questions. Switch up the gun of use, okay. Um, Hashtag second amendment. You're at, you have 60 seconds left. If Eric Gordon goes down for sixth man of the year, who go, who gets it? If he doesn't get it? Yeah, if he goes down, if he gets hurt. Oh, you think he's a lock, do you? Huh? I think he's a lock. J.R. Smith. You should have listened to our episode last week. You yeah, jerk. my pick was Pat. Patrick Patterson, yeah. so I can't go. Evidently, all we now know that Dylan doesn't listen to the podcast consistently. All right, <laughs> next one. Thirty seconds. Um, Clippers in the playoffs? Nope. No. Once again, things that were covered last week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your subscription. <laughs> Subscribe and unsubscribe, everyone. Uh, Porzingis. Over 22 and a half points a game. Over. Over. I have one. Ass or boobs? <laughs> Ass. <laughs> Dylan, I, I know your answer. I, I like both. And that's going to do us for this episode of the Point Forward Podcast. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Please follow us at the Point Forward. At, <laughs> at the Point Forward NBA. I, I can bring it home for us the if you want. Four, yeah, I'm just going Yeah, to. we're just going to say, yeah, subscribe, unsubscribe, download, point forward. Try more unsubscribe. Point forward ask them. No, no, resubscribe, send it to your grandmother, mother, father, cousins, guy you bumping on the street. Tell everyone about us. Spread the word, end the word. 
Um, <laughs> spread the word. <laughs> the ending of the word is eating ass this week. Hashtag um, eating ass. Uh, yeah, Supportive. You, uh, you can find you can find all of our fire takes and ass. episodes yeah. at thepointforward.com. MBA. Promo code eating ass. E a t e n a. Money sign. Money sign. Money sign. Uh, you can find this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. You can find myself at Twitter at Foozkiller and Ultra at, at Ultra Jacobs. You can find Dylan on LinkedIn and Facebook. <laughs> and you can follow the podcast at, I don't at think you're, the point just, forward. Just search for Dylan. I don't, I don't know if you're Foolish Killer or Foolish Killer. Foolish Killer. A H. Oh, yeah, that's spelled F O O L I S H. Killer. K I L L A. As always, thank you for listening. And keep eating that ass.